welcome to episode 240 of Live Happy Now. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, thanking you for joining us on this holiday episode. With the new year just around the corner, you might already be thinking about that New Year's resolution or what you hope to accomplish in 2020. Today's guest has a few ideas for you. Deborah Heise is CEO and co-founder of Live Happy, and she also is the driving force behind the creation of the Happy Acts movement. This week, she's here to talk to us about how committing to Happy Acts can help us create a happy new year. Deb, it has been so long since we've had you on the show. So this is our Christmas present, is being able to get to talk to you again for Live Happy Now. Well, it's my Christmas present to me to be able to be on the show. I, you know, I love doing the podcast. It's, all, it's always a great time. And you're doing such a fantastic job with it. I enjoy listening to it on my uh, drive to work. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's my uplifting thing of the week. Hey, we have a new podcast out, but I, I'm thrilled to be here. That's excellent. Well, of course, there was nobody else that we could talk to who would handle this topic better because we want to talk about how we can use happy acts to create a happy new year. I think we need to start by having you tell us what happy acts are and how they came about. Well, first, I love that we're doing this topic for New Year because I do think that everybody's always looking to do something for the New Year and make a change. And there's a lot to be said for, uh, you know, setting a date to start something. But as you also know, by the second week of uh, of your change, many people have stopped doing it. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of research on 21 days to make or break any habit. I think it's a good idea to pick a habit that uh, you not only want to do, but you get some benefit from. And happy acts are exactly that. Happy acts are things you do to make the world a happier place. But, you know, a lot of research uh, shows us that by taking the initiative and doing things like sending thank you letters or, uh, you know, an email or even complimenting somebody or taking the time to improve uh, the neighborhood by picking up the garbage on the side of the road, all of those things not only make the world a better place, and those are happy acts, they are also things that increase your own personal well-being. Because happy acts are things you do for the world, but the, the, the great benefit is you benefit more from it than you can possibly realize uh, unless you start doing it. So it's a good habit to start. It's a good habit to keep. And ultimately, it will change your life. And really, that's what Live Happy has been about from the beginning, is being able to share with others that this isn't just a feel-good thing. It's actually good for you, and it's good for everyone else. It is. You know, one of the things... um, When we started Live Happy, one of the things that we, we talked a lot about in various interviews and stuff is... And, and certainly I still talk about it a lot, is happiness is one of those things that when you share it, it actually grows. So it's one of those few things that the more you give it away, the more you do happy acts, the more things that you do for other people, you actually benefit more, uh, this, you know, study show, you benefit more from doing those things than the person you're doing them for. Uh, you send a thank you card, the person goes, how nice, but you had to put that emotion <laughs> and that time and that effort into it. And, 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 you know, it really does elevate, give yourself that pat on the back, emotional pat on the back from having done something, putting that positive energy out there. You know, we had the uh, Nancy Co. Davis who talked about the Thank You Project and where she started writing thank you letters once a week for a year. And she talked about how that really changed her. And it wasn't she went into it with no preconceived notions. She wasn't going to expect the people to thank her for sending them the letter. And it completely changed her life. So that's exactly what you're talking about. When you start doing these things, for someone else, you end up being the recipient. Well, and it makes you, and if you, anything you adopt, let's say, you know, we're talking about the new year. So I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to use the word new year's resolution because it's got all the connotations of, 
Yeah, and that'll be your New Year's resolution next year, too, because it won't have made a difference <laughs> this year. Um, but really, we're talking about adding new habits, right? When we talk about a resolution, we're talking about adding a new habit. I really think that if somebody starts adding the habit of doing something good for somebody every day, a happy act of some sort, and it could be the same happy act like writing a thank you note once a week or buying somebody behind you in, 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 in line in the Starbucks when you're up there buying their coffee too. Whatever it is, um, when you start doing that, you actually start looking for opportunities to do more of the same. It's kind of like, you know, we, we have Live Happy gear that we sell and, and I have a closet full of it and I, and I wear it everywhere. And, you know, when I'm in a bad mood, I have to remind myself that I might be wearing a Live Happy shirt and it's probably not <laughs> the... represent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little ironic to be the person who wants to snap at the waiter when you're wearing the Be Grateful shirt. It just doesn't really go together, <laughs> right? But happy acts are kind of the same thing. I, and from my personal experience, when you do something for other people, it kind of sets the tone and the attitude for the entire day. And if you start doing it on a regular basis, it sets it for the entire week. And then, you know, then the month and then the year. But the tone is... I am taking action to improve my life and the world around me. And it's an empowering feeling. And I, and I don't see how anybody couldn't benefit from that. Absolutely. And we've seen over the years, we've seen so many people benefit from happy acts. And this is something that came out of the International Day of Happiness. You were very instrumental in really kicking this up. Can you talk about the origin of hashtag happy acts? I certainly can. You know, when we started Live Happy that first year, um, the International Day of Happiness had been uh, declared by the United Nations, you know, just frankly, while we were working on the first issue, it was it was declared for, for March of the following year, you know, it was going to be really the first International Day of Happiness. And then we started thinking, well, how do we represent this day? What, what are we as Live Happy going to do on the International Day of Happiness? And we're sitting in a room and, and we decided that we, uh, the best thing that we could do is to you know, cause some some sort of, you know, social interaction to get people out and doing something. And we came up with the Walls Project. And the Walls Project the first year was we put 30 walls in large cities manned by volunteers that didn't, but that did nothing but ask people to fill out a card that said, I will make the world a happier place by fill in the blank. And they got a happy axe bracelet. And we came up with Happy Axe as a hashtag and as, as what we were going to call the project, the Happy Axe Project. And the experience of being at a wall that first year was kind of overwhelming because I have to say it was more than we thought it would be. When people are walking down the street and what you do is you ask them to stop and take the time to fill out a card to see how they're going to make the world a happier place. You get all sorts of strange reactions from what religion are you to no, I'm not <laughs> going to give you any money to all of, you know, all of the things you expect. But once they grasp it, you just see them start. It motivates people. It, you know, they end up gathering. It's not just, they're not just walking by anymore. You end up building a little bit of a crowd. And then, you know, the kids want to color on it. And then, you know, the dogs, <laughs> we have dog prints from the very first wall. You know, they're dogs putting, <laughs> I'm not sure whether a dog can do a happy act by stepping on a card, but they do it anyway. And it just really grew to be something that we realized the social impact that we had on those 30 walls that we decided that's something we were going to do every year. So we do the Happy Acts Project every year. The first few years, it was uh, only on the International Day of Happiness. And then we've expanded it towards the entire month of March. So the International Day of Happiness is March 20th. But we really start, you know, in advance of that. And, you know, uh, we have a, a hashtag Happy Acts. We have a, 
uh, happy X uh, that will send or email people every day a suggestion of something to do. We have examples. Um, we have we have the online board where anybody who puts hashtag happy X, their their tweet or their Facebook post or whatever it is appears there and stays there. We don't take that down. That runs year round. But we've grown from that first 30 walls to where last year we had, I think, 1,700 or so. Well, that's not bad. Um, no, it's not bad. Not bad in five years. Um, and in more than 30 countries and all volunteer. Um, I, we had hundreds of schools, hundreds of schools last year participate. Uh, we do it at um, our elementary school every year that my kids are in. And now my son's in middle school and we do it at his school as well. But there's multiple schools in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where we're based um, to, you know, schools in Canada and England and universities down to preschools that participate in happy acts. And it's humbling to think that we got all that started as a group, you know, that live happy really, it's kind of accidental too. You know, we thought this is what we're going to do. And we didn't realize how many other organizations were going to grab onto it and how many other people really start celebrating happiness in the same way that we're doing it. And frankly, we like hashtag happy acts and we want that to grow and continue to spread. But there's lots of other organizations that participate with us in those and then have their own interpretation of that. But the main thing is this is a really an intervention moment for a lot of people. When people are asked how they're going to make the world a happier place, it's a very empowering question. And for them to think of an answer, and it could the answer could be, I'm going to smile at people. But they stop and they smile at people. You're asking people to take an intentional act to improve the world around them, but the benefit they get from just thinking that they can benefit the world around them. So many people feel powerless, and this is something they can do. And it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference in that individual. And it's kind of like with gratitude where you start practicing gratitude and your brain starts looking for things that you're going to be grateful for. I see it doing the same thing because that's not a question we're asked. How are you going to make the world a happier place? We, we're not asked that question. Once you are, you really have to put some thought into that. It, like you, I've seen that at the wall where someone's like, they go from, uh, I don't know, to like they're making a list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or they start reading what everybody else put on the wall. And, and some mm -hmm. of the stuff you see people read and they start pointing and commenting on what everybody else's is, everybody else's ideas. Maybe they adopt one of those as their own. But when you, when you come by a wall, and you know, they're, they're large to small, like they're, they're in schools to front yards to, you know, some people put them in their office, some people put them in their home for their kids to make sure that they're thinking about it. When you see it, and you see the interaction that people have with what, what, with what they're looking at, you realize what a difference it makes just to bring, you know, a level of consciousness and a level of awareness to our ability to change the world around us. I, I, I just don't, I don't think people recognize how much power as individuals they have until they're given the opportunity to really think about it. And particularly in school-age children, I think it's a remarkable uh, realization when they go, oh, I can do something to help somebody else and I don't have to spend $1,000 to do it. I don't mm -hmm. have to dedicate my life and every living, breathing moment to some great projects out there like you know, clean water for everybody. They're great. And I, and I hope people donate to those sorts of things all the time, time, energy, money, whatever it takes. But this is something that anybody, regardless of their circumstance, regardless of what's going on in their life, can do. They can do a happy act for somebody else right now. I don't care where they are in the world, they can do that. We need to share that. How do you feel like our current climate, shall we say, <laughs> is contributing to the popularity of happy acts. Do you think like the unrest and the divisiveness is making more people want to participate? Well, I think the unrest and the divisiveness is making more people want to run away from the unrest and the divisiveness. 
and they want to run to something positive. I think there's a lot of people in the world that are seeking positivity in their life. I mean, I was watching uh, this, this you know, recording <laughs> date prior to Christmas. So I was watching the Today Show this morning and they were talking about how 25% of people have removed somebody from their Christmas list because of political difference. Wow. I mean, that's crazy to think about, okay, this is somebody I'm friends with, but because I find they believe different than I do politically, I don't want anything to do with them. The discourse has gotten tremendously divisive. And I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. I don't care what your belief system is. We've had communists in this country since the 19, 1900s, you know, doesn't, but we haven't been fighting with them. You know, we don't disagree with right. them. But, but, but so, you know, as Americans, generally we think that's not good, but that's okay. They're different. And for some reason over the last, you know, really five, six years, it's turned into if you don't believe the same thing, you're somehow the enemy. And mm -hmm. um, I think that most people... I live in the camp of most people are good when given the opportunity, and most people will do the right thing when given the opportunity, and I genuinely believe that, and I think the world shows us that's the case, right? Most people do the right thing most of the time. Those people are looking for a way to escape the negative conflict-ridden discourse that is uh, unfortunately taking a, a large amount of airspace in the United States right now, um, and, and around the world, frankly. There's lots yeah. of other countries are going through the same thing. And they're looking for something positive. And I think that uh, participating in happy acts, I think the more people recognize that the people around them are just people and are the same, the better off the world's going to be. You may think oh, differently than I do, but you're a person. And you have the mm -hmm. same hopes and dreams for your kids that I do for mine. They want it, We want them to grow up safe. We want them to grow up the ability to provide for themselves and have what they need. What they need. And we want them to, to grow up to be good citizens and contribute and make the world a better place. Everybody wants that for their children. Frankly, everybody wants that for themselves. So you know, the more commonality we find, um, the better off. And I do think that there's a lot of people looking for something like happy acts and the celebration of the uh, International Day of Happiness that we'll have coming up in March to participate in, to bring that positivity back to the world, because it's really hard to find it in a lot of places right now. Yeah, it, it really is. And sometimes it's hard to find it in your own you know, family. <laughs> and so Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, but when you, you're talking about this, and we talk about it being in March, they don't have to wait until March to start practicing. No, no, no. The Happy Acts campaign is in March. That's when we do the whole Walls Project. And you'll see schools really from about probably like March 10th through March 25th, kind of participating in schools, depending on the spring breaks are. And you're going to see, you know, people online, you're going to see more activity, more conversation about it. We get some news coverage around the International Day of Happiness every year, some uh, significant, you know, local news to national news coverage. You're going to see that. But happy acts are an everyday occurrence. Uh, like I said, we don't take down the bulletin board hashtag happy acts and put it back up every year. It's there all year round. Um, the concept that you can start your year off right, you can start your year in a good mental place. So you're going out of the holidays into January, back to the office, back to the grind. If you, if you don't have an office to go to, kids are going back to school. Whatever it is, you're going back to your normal routine. That's, you know, the holiday period at the end of the year gives us all kind of a routine shakeup, good, bad, or, or indifferent. It's a routine <laughs> shakeup. But you're going back into the regular routine. Add happy acts to your regular routine. But don't just do things. Think consciously that you're doing them for a reason. I think a lot of us subconsciously do things like say please and thank you, or, or and, and that's great. But be conscious of it. 
And I think the more conscious of it you are, the more likely you're going to do it more often, the more likely mm-hmm. you're going to recognize the benefit of it, the more, the more opportunity you're going to have to, to really find new opportunities to do similar things. Because I think it's great to have good manners, but it's entirely another thing to say thank you and go, no, I really meant that thank you to yourself mm-hmm. and to somebody else. But do the Happy Acts campaign every day of the year, not just during International Day of Happiness, because really, do you want to go 24 hours without doing something good? I mean, think about it. <laughs> that is, that's really a good, you know, that's a great question. That could be like on every person's desk. <laughs> you know, that's that question we just don't ask ourselves. It's We don't think about it. We're caught up in the day-to-day and getting the kids to school and, and getting dinner on the table and all those things that have to happen. We we don't get asked that question of ourselves. We don't. And, you know, and it's we get into routine. And I think when you get into routine, sometimes the specialness, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the right word, but, the, you know, the specialness of what you do gets lost. You know, a, there's a lot we talk about and live happy. And, and, and probably the part that makes has made the most difference in my life um, is the idea. I mean, you and I talk about gratitude all the time, but it's the idea of being present. And mm-hmm. part of happy acts is the intentionality of it. And when you do something intentional, you're present for that. And when you're present for something, you reap all of the benefits of it. You don't reap the benefits of going to a lecture when you're texting on your phone, right? You're listening to, <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're at this fantastic, you wanted to hear this person speak forever. You're so excited about it. You spend the first 25 minutes texting. That's not where you're going to reap the, <laughs> reap the benefit. You reap it by being raptly attentive, really, really paying attention. That's what presence feels like. So if you can be present in your own happy acts and you can be present in those for a year, a lot of times we recommend journaling them. I did just so you can remember it. It it kind of solidifies that feeling, that emotion, that moment in time in your own brain. If you can do that and you can start the year doing that, I think then you look back on the year next December, next holiday season, I think you're going to find it's made a radical difference in your outlook on life, your personal success, your achievement, and your relationships with other people. I, I just, everything that we've read, everything we've studied, you know, uh, over the lifetime of Live Happy Paul, it just tells me that that's, that's the impact it's going to have on people's lives if they decide to do that. That's terrific. And where can they go to find more information on how to put all these happy acts into action? And you also have ideas. They can also get ideas for other happy acts. Well, they can go to obviously livehappy.com, but there's also a website called happyacts.org. That's happy, A-C-T-S dot O-R-G. And there's a link to that from livehappy.com. But, you know, check out happyacts.org. You can see what other people have done there too. The, uh, like I said, the scrolling, the, the social media board's always up and there's ideas. There's ideas for schools for March. There's ideas for happy acts you can do today. There's ideas for things that uh, you can uh, implement in your own life right now. Um, but I encourage everybody to check that out. And of course, if they haven't gone to livehappy.com in a while, go there as well. We have a ton. We have thousands of articles there on a variety of topics, several of them on this topic. And, you know, go there, check it out. I think that you're going to find something to enrich your life um, in spite of the political discourse that might be taking place at the holiday dinner table. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, this is wonderful. You'll have to come back and let's talk about this again in March. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's going on with it. Well, you're doing so. you're doing a phenomenal job, Paula. Thank you so much for uh, the Live Happy Now podcast and uh, uh, keeping that going and uh, everything you put into it. You make it a phenomenal thing for people to experience. 
So well, thank you so much. You are more than welcome, and it's always a pleasure. And uh, I know it takes some takes some wrangling to get me behind the microphone, but I always uh, love it when I when I'm here. <laughs> and we love it too. So uh, yeah, it is a great way to um, ring in the holidays and start the new year. Happy New Year! Have a great one. You too. That was Deborah Heise, CEO and co-founder of Live Happy, talking to us about how you can join the Happy Acts movement for a happy new year. If you'd like to learn more and get information about how you can start your own Happy Acts, visit us at livehappynow.com for links and details. We have one last gift for our listeners this year. Through December 31st, we're having a holiday sale in our Live Happy store. Through December 31st only, we're offering sale items at up to 75% off. So if you're looking to start your new year with some great new happiness gear, head on over to our store at livehappy.com and scoop up some sweet deals on some super cool stuff. That is all we have time for this week. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps wishing you a very Merry Christmas and reminding you to make every day a happy one. Happy one.